participants are muted and they can unmute themselves. Good afternoon, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for joining us on this afternoon for our weekly Sunday morning worship session. Um, if you would, just bow with us for a moment of prayer. Grace of God, we thank you for this opportunity that you have allowed us to experience life once again, yet another day. And we are lifting you up on today, dear God, for all of the marvelous works that you have done in our lives. Uh, continue to hold us, continue to keep us, dear God. Uh, and in spite of everything that's going on around us, continue to allow us to focus our eyes on you so that we may be able to understand what it is that you're calling us to. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. I turn it over now to... Good afternoon, everyone. Praise the Lord. The scripture comes from the book of Jonah, the fourth chapter, verses 1 and 2. The book of Jonah, chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. But this was very disple displeasing to Jonah, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord and said, Oh, Lord. Is not this what I said while I was still in my own country? That is why I fled to Tarshish at the beginning. For I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love, and ready to relent from punishing. May God's word continue to bless our souls. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Dr. Harris, for that word. As we move on, we will ask that you prepare your hearts for a moment of uh, praise and worship, uh, offered by none other than Brother Nathaniel Kearney. Nathaniel, are you live this morning? Yes, I am. All right. All right. I
Amen, amen. Thank you, Brother Nathaniel, for that uh, song of praise and worship on this morning. As we prepare our hearts for the spoken word, we now present to you none other than our own pastor, Dr. James Henry Harris, as he comes forth and offers a word of encouragement, inspiration, and the gospel on this morning. Dr. Harris? Reverend Antonio, thank you very much. Thank you so much, uh, Sister Demetrius. And Brother Nathaniel, thank you so much. Thank you for being awake today and not falling asleep on us. I know you worked throughout the night. And thank you for not eating too much breakfast this morning. God bless you and bless all, all of you who are under the sound of my voice. This is such a beautiful day. We've had beautiful days. This is the first Sunday in September, September the 6th. And we are all grateful and thankful for it. Today is Prove the Tide Sunday. We've talked about it. We'll talk about it again. But our text this morning from the book of Jonah, the text in the fourth chapter of Jonah, the first couple of verses. But this was dis displeasing to Jonah, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord and said, O Lord, is not this what I said while, I still, while I'm still or while I was still in my own country? That is why I fled to Tarshish at the beginning, for I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and ready to repent or relent from punishing. Our sermon this morning is divine behavior, divine behavior. Let us pray. Eternal God, we thank you for this day and for the myriad blessings that you have extended upon us and you continue to extend unto us. We are indeed very grateful and very thankful for all of what you have done for us. Our prayer today is the, that the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts will be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. The first Sunday in September, this is the Labor Day weekend. The first Monday in September is always Labor Day in the United States and in Canada. And let me say a, a, a brief word as a prelude, but hopefully to tie it into this text as well on this Labor Day weekend. I want to say to all of us gathered this morning that Labor Day may have been named by Peter McGuire, a carpenter and a labor union leader up in New York. But I was thinking that for black people, for black workers, Labor Day has a much longer and sordid history that began not in 1882 by the labor union movement in this country, but Labor Day began for black folk in 1619, the very day they stepped foot off the boat onto American soil. And I don't have to tell you that the free labor that black folk have rendered to this nation is not only a travesty and a tragedy, but it is sinful and cruel and evil. All of this, the way our people have been treated. 
So my beloved, this Labor Day for black folk is more than what the unions say and do because even the labor unions have discriminated against black folk. The labor unions have kept blacks from getting equal pay for equal work. The labor unions have been slow to incorporate minorities into their leadership. Every union, every management team, every major industry, production company, whatever you name it, every segment of American society has discriminated against black folk and treated blacks as unequal. This is even in education, in the structure of the very system. We see ugliness and ugly behavior. We see it over and over again in the leadership of this country. We have seen a type of ugliness seldom seen in American society. Displayed by this president's behavior against veterans and against military service persons. This man is disrespectful and disgusting, calling people who have given their life for the freedom of this nation, calling them names. That, I say to all of us, is ugly behavior. And so when I think about this text and I think about our behavior or the way we act as children and as adults, it seems to me that we can all do better. Our behavior is related to our attitude and our actions. A lot of our most gifted students, especially black boys, tend to not show their academic prowess, their intellectual gifts and talents, because oftentimes they are ignored. And so our young people, our young black people, act out in different behaviors that teachers and others call showing off, strutting and strolling, in the hallways instead of being in the classrooms and acting unruly. The system calls this being disruptive and disengaged and distracting and disrespectful. The main thing is that a lot of our boys, our black males, are indeed certainly calling unnecessary attention to themselves, but it's an acting out I understand a lot of this stuff because I know what it takes to survive. I know what it takes for me to survive. And I try to act sane every single day. And it's a challenge. It's difficult because Big Brother, the government, the establishment, the police pose a threat to black life every time we walk out the door. Every time we wake up, every time we go to the store.
So my beloved brothers and sisters, every time I read this text, I think about not only how off the chain Jonah acted, but how we often do the same thing. Unfortunately, our behavior too is bad, but it's not as bad as the president. These bad behaviors apply not only to children and to youth, but also to adults. On this Labor Day, not just factory workers and laborers, but teachers and lawyers and administrators and politicians and other so-called big shots, ballers and shot callers, whoever you can think of, bad behavior displayed by all of us seems to be everywhere. And at this point in our history and at this time, it is from the top to the bottom displayed more by the leadership of this country even than by others. Those people that we see in the street protesting against injustices, protesting against police brutality, protesting against police shooting black men in the back and killing black women like Breonna Taylor, these people are protesting basically peacefully. But America is not grounded in peace, was not formed in peace. America's very foundation is grounded in violence. And we see it every single day. We saw it in slavery. We see it today. Which is almost as bad as the slaveocracy. I say to us, my beloved, these behaviors, though, are not confined to neighborhoods, to economics, to ethnicity. Indeed, it is a human failure. It is a part of every family, every spouse, every husband, every wife, every child, every aunt, uncle, cousin, even grandmothers and grandfathers. This is the Jonah Syndrome. The Jonah Syndrome is the every man syndrome. The Jonah Syndrome is the every woman syndrome. The Jonah Syndrome is every human being's weakness, jealousy, rebellion, and tendency to do the opposite of what God asks us to do. The very opposite. God says go to the right and we go to the left. God says up and we go down. We have a tendency to rebel against God. Why? Because deep within our own psyche, deep within our own being, we seem to have this understanding that we are equal to God. In our text this morning, we see how fickle and how afraid Jonah is. We see how mad and how moody he can be. Even though Jonah is mad and moody, in my view, and I can't help but saying this, he is not as moody and as fickle as our president. We see how he acts like he has good sense one day and the very next day he is evil and ugly, just as bad, just as bad as the Ninevites. And the bad thing about this is that Jonah wants God to fit in the box that he is in. That's why I say that we are so much like Jonah. But I'm also saying today that God ain't like that. God is not 
the little God that Jonah wants God to be. And so my beloved brothers and sisters, when God can't be jangled by a string like the character Geppetto in the 1883 novel, The Adventures of Pinocchio. God cannot be dangled like that. When God cannot be controlled by Jonah's little mind, when God is not persuaded, when God is not impressed by Jonah's sulking attitude, by Jonah's pouting, and even parts of his prayer, Jonah burns up with anger. Jonah gets so mad that he wants to die. He's like the older prodigal son who stayed home, then got mad when the father threw a party because the wilding, spending, fun-loving, greedy young brother returned home. Just like Jonah, all of us are the elder brother. And don't forget, we find in the New Testament the laborers in the vineyard. On this Labor Day weekend, the laborers in the vineyard who came to work at the end of the day. Yes, they may have been slouching. Yes, they may have fallen asleep. Yes, they may have been searching, looking for a job all day. I don't know, and the text doesn't tell us what the status is. But I do know that these laborers came to work at the end of the day and, and they got the same pay as those who came at 6 a.m. and worked all day. These all-day workers were like Jonah. When they realized that the folk who came late and got the same amount that they got, they all got mad. They all got ugly and disturbed. They all developed a bad attitude. Why? All because of the grace of God and all because of the goodness of God. And that's a great thing about the New Testament. The laborers in the vineyard, they were paid as if they had worked all day long. So my beloved brothers and sisters, I know you want to know more about what divine behavior is. And I think it's right here in this text in Jonah's angry prayer. Jonah is mad because of what God has done. But he ain't so mad that he doesn't know something about the nature of God. He says now that this is why he fled to Tarshish in the first place. Yes, Jonah is mad. Yes, Jonah is a fickle brain, vacillating, vitriolic, vain prophet. Yes, Jonah is a vexing and vengeful, avert acting individual. But Jonah is no fool. Jonah is not stupid. Jonah is not frustrated. Yes, he feels like a failure. And he is mad with God for being God and mad with the Ninevites for being evil and yet beneficiaries of God's love and grace. Listen to the text this morning, my beloved. It says that Jonah was displeased, burning with anger, mad because God had changed God's mind regarding the destruction of Nineveh, that great wicked city. So he prayed. 
He prayed his prayer saying, Oh Lord, is this not what I said while I was still in my own country? That is why I fled to Tarshish at the beginning. For I knew that you are a gracious God and merciful. Yes, Jonah confesses what he knows of God in the midst of his madness, in the midst of his craziness, in the midst of his anger, in the midst of his ugliness. He still knows that God's grace is bigger. God's grace is greater. God's grace is more powerful than our actions, our madness. Each of us is a, is a product. Each one of us is a beneficiary of God's grace and of God's mercy because that's the only reason we are listening here this afternoon. Even in our madness, I'm saying to us, we need to have sense enough to know that God's grace has been good to us. Even in this pandemic, we recognize that God's grace has been good to us. Even in the midst of our suffering and pain and hope, we recognize that God's grace has been extended unto us. God is a forgiving God. God is not bound by what God said would be done. God is free to hold back punishment, even a just, fair, and appropriate punishment. Yes, God gave Jonah a second chance, and God is free to give Nineveh another chance as well, because God is more than, God is greater than, God is more powerful than, God is more forgiving than, God is more of everything than a prophet. God is more of everything than we are. That is the grace of God. That's the meaning of God's grace. To forgive, to bless, and to redeem. When all of this is undeserving. Yes, that's the very meaning of the grace of God. It's the meaning of God's mercy. And I come to say to us this morning that God has been good to us. God has blessed us. God has been merciful to us. Even when we have not reciprocated by our actions and by our behaviors. Nevertheless... God's grace extends to us. It's his grace that woke me up this morning. His grace enables me to put my one foot, one foot in front of the other. His grace enables us to be well fed and well kept. His grace keeps us healthy and strong. Even when we are troubled on every side, even when there's difficulty on every side, even when we don't know if we're going to make it from day to day, we are still beneficiaries of the marvelous and powerful divine grace of God. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, it's now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Amen, amen. We want to thank Dr. Harris for again delivering to us a very uh, powerful word and informal word uh, that we should live by each and every day, in particularly in these day and times that we live in now. Um, want to remind everyone of your giving options. As Dr. Harris stated, this is the first Sunday. It is Food Society Sunday, so we encourage each and every one of you to continue uh, to give um, our options. You have the opportunity to go to the church before 2 p.m. on today, um, and someone will be there to receive your offerings. If you are unable to make it by 2 p.m. today, you can leave it in the mail slot any day of the week. 
you're unable to get to the church at all, you can mail it to 1400 Idlewood Avenue, Richmond, Virginia, 23220. And we also have your online giving options that you can go to sbcwestend.com, click on the Donate tab. You have uh, two different op options you can utilize. You have the PayPal option and you have the Cash App option. If you desire to use PayPal, just click on the PayPal link and it will direct you to where you need to go in order to uh, give your tithes and offerings. If you desire to use Cash App, just download the Cash App. And when giving, use the money sign, second back. The money sign, second back, just the number two, N-D-B-A-P-T. We encourage you all to give generously um, as we are continuing to do the work. Um, that God has called Second Baptist Church faith community to each and every day. Um, I now turn it back over to uh, our pastor. And before then, um, just want to remind you that on next Sunday at 3 o'clock, we will have our back-to-school drive-through giveaway. Um, unfortunately, uh, we were unable to, we were unable to uh, do it on today, and so we're moving it to next Sunday at 3 o'clock. Um, so we have another week that we ask all of those who desire to uh, get school items to uh, bring them to the church and leave them at the church. Now I want to turn it over to our pastor, Dr. James Hayes, for our closing remarks and benediction. Thank you, Reverend. Thank you so much. Uh, first, let me say um, thanks to all of you. And um, I want to thank Dr. Hart for his enduring words on last Sunday and to remind you of some of the things that he said on last Sunday, some of the things that continue to be reiterated. And for us to recognize that this is Labor Day weekend, normally it's a weekend that you go to the beaches, you have cookouts and drink and party and dance and swim and do all of these things. I think this year you should refrain from all of them. All of them. Do not go to the beaches, do not go to bars, do not have no barbecues in your backyard, none of that, if we want to put an end to this coronavirus. We have to practice social distancing, and you cannot social distance if you're having a cookout and a party, even in your backyard or even in your house. I say it again, we have to stay safe. That's one of the reasons the church cannot open up anytime soon. One is because people don't listen to what we ask them to do. And two is we have no control over where people go and who they come in contact with. And there, it's been proven at the colleges and the universities, people are going out, partying and other kinds of things, and they're not even telling folk. They're not even telling folk that some folk who have been sick are not telling others that they are sick, therefore spreading the virus. And then, you know, you don't have to have any symptoms to spread the virus. That's the other thing that uh, Dr. Hart reminded us of and continues to remind us of. And, you know, you can be a, um, a spreader. And so we have to be very cognizant and very careful about this. Washing hands. I think Dr. Fauci said this week that, you know, it is, it is uh, the things that are in our control, social distancing, washing hands, and wearing masks. These are the things that 
put all of us in better shape for protecting ourselves. Let me remind you to get your flu shot, as Dr. Hart said last week as well. And then I want to remind you of birthdays and anniversaries in the month of September. And I, I, want, I haven't talked to Mr. Giles about this, but I want Mr. Giles to um, maybe do a little bit more with the birthdays and the anniversaries like we used to do when we were in church and start sending people, people cards and that kind of thing. But on yesterday, um, Dr. Kim Allen celebrated her birthday and also um, on um, yesterday, Deacon Michael Costin celebrated his 94th birth birthday, born September 5th, 1926. Deacon Michael Costin. Deacon Costin was born shortly after um, the last pandemic which was in 1918. Um, so we want to keep our people in prayer and keep them in our thoughts and our ideas. Um, Dorothy Yates, birthday is Tuesday, September 8th. Sister Dorothy Yates has been in the hospital. We want to keep her in our prayers as well. I want to uh, remind you of uh, the fact that um, Brother Kevin Harris, our bass guitarist, his wife Sabrina Harris passed away on yesterday morning. Keep Kevin and Lamont in your prayers as well. And I believe, if my source is correct, that Lamont Harris also has a birthday this month. But we want to recognize and honor our, um, our youngest person celebrating a birthday today. I mean, uh, September 12th, not today, but on the 12th, uh, the end of this week, will be Shamari Kearney. He has a birthday on September 12th. He is two years old. Shamari, I'll give you a shout out today, along with his parents. Um, remember now, this is the 1st of September. I'm going to start talking to you more about some of the things that are coming up, like um, Black Love, our church anniversary is coming up. Uh, our revival is coming up in October as well. Uh, we want people to, to start now thinking about the anniversary and revival and what I'm going to call Fall Festival. I'm going to be naming a few people to, to form a committee to raise money for our, our fall festivities, our Harvest Fest this fall. All right. Um, I want us to... Recognize that we celebrate not only birthdays, but we also celebrate anniversaries today. Persons who have anniversaries. Uh, this is for Florinda Edwards and for others that we always joke about in the church. For those who would like to celebrate their anniversary and anniversary in September. Happy anniversary to everybody uh, for the month of September. And happy birthday for everybody for the month of September. Continue to pray for Brenda Randolph, uh, uh, Clarice Carpenter, Margaret Woodson, Dorothy Yates, Elmer Brown, Carolyn Harrison, Rose Graham, Larry Bland, everybody who's on our sick list. Continue to pray uh, for them and to keep them in your prayers and in your thoughts. Also remember now that we have Sunday School with Reverend Hal White every Sunday at 9.15. 
We talk about that number. It's uh, 609-663-4533. Okay? And don't forget to keep in mind now, Sister, all of those that we have said, those that I, that I said earlier, in addition, uh, Sister Brenda Smith, Grace Massenberg, um, the family of Kevin and Lamont Harris, uh, keep them in your prayers and in your thoughts. I want to thank you all. And don't forget, and today the church will be open until 3 p.m. for uh, you to bring and drop your tithes in the tithing box. But whether the church is open or closed, you can leave your tithes in the mail slot. You can put them in the mail. Make sure you put the name of the church on there. Uh, Second Baptist Church, 1400 Idlewood Avenue, 23220. All right, and also given online and the other ways that Reverend Antonio mentioned. Okay, now let me just say that school starts tomorrow. Virtual school here in Richmond and around surrounding areas start tomorrow. Colleges start, start as well, and uh, many of them are virtual. Many colleges already started. They've had to send folk home uh, because they have not uh, followed the rules regarding coronavirus. But let us be diligent as members of Second Baptist Church. Let us pray. Merciful and eternal God, we thank you now for the blessings that you have bestowed upon us. We pray for all of our students, elementary, middle, high school, college, trade school, professional school, all of our students who are studying virtually or in person. We pray for their safety and for their strength. Bless them now. And we pray for a wonderful school year. We pray for the teachers and the administrators and those who lead in the education arena. Touch us now and strengthen us. We give your name glory, honor, and praise, and we thank you on this Prove the Tide Sunday, this first Sunday, September 6th, 2020. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace, now and forevermore. Amen. One final thing, I want to say thanks to Doraine Gordon and others um, who work on keeping the flowers beautiful in the flower garden. Um, at the church I, I, the flower garden in front of the church has never looked so beautiful I don't know what it is but the flowers are just in beautiful colors arraying the front of the church when you go by there to drop your tithes and offerings off you can just look at the flower garden right on the Idlewood Avenue side of the church and um, one of our members also put a back to school sign in there. Sister Valerie Gilbert, we thank you for that back to school sign in the flower garden. And that's it. I have talked too long today. Thank you, Antonio, for not turning me off. God bless. Thank you. Can you hear me, sir? All participants are unmuted. Thank you, Reverend Dr. Harris. Thank you, Dr. Harris. Thank you, Dr. Harris. Barbara Woodson, you got a fire under you today. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Harris. Hello. We are not available now. Please leave your name and number after the beep. Thank you, Dr. Thank you, Dr. Thank you.